when it comes to design systems, like you have to document stuff. You have to set some like rules around how components should be used and like do's and don'ts and what are the use cases and giving examples and things like that. So the documentation has to be really clean. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creators. I'm Femke. And I'm Charlie. And today we're going to talk about design systems. And you have to imagine that I said that with like sparkly fingers because <laughs> obviously that's how we designers think about it. There's still a hot topic in the design world all these years later. And Fem, I know you have recently been diving into the design system at Wealthsimple, mm-hmm. which has been like a different side of of product design work for you normally you've been using the design system not creating it i am super keen to hear about what it's been like to compare those two you know types of work i've been working on the design system for the convertkit marketing site more recently too this time in collaboration with another designer developer it feels like a very different process from the like honestly what was essentially a sticker sheet that i made a few years ago so (laughs) we are newbie design system people it'll be fun to talk about today First though, fam, how have you been? How's life going? Good. Uh, I am on day 18 of my 30-day yoga challenge. I don't know if I mentioned that in nice. the last episode, so I'm like doing yoga every day for January. So that's been going really, really well. Uh, community is going really, really well. I still have a few folks signing up every day, which is awesome. Every day. That's so cool. I know. It's, it's really crazy. Like one or two people are joining a day, which like... It's still small, but to me, it's like uh, incredible. I can't believe it. Wait, how many people in there total now? Uh, I think there's like 140. Yeah. Nice. I know. So it's going great. Yeah, I am planning to soon film a exciting video. At least I think it's exciting, which is looking into my like 2021 side project income. So yes, that should be coming. <laughs> I'm glad someone's excited about it. <laughs> I look forward to this every year. Anytime someone regularly makes these, I I would just eat it up. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm gonna work on that soon. Now that like I needed a couple of weeks in January to like close out like mm-hmm. you know my 2021 mm-hmm. earnings. So yeah, I'm pretty much ready to go. I'm gonna film that, which I'm really excited about. And uh, yeah, otherwise things are going pretty good over here. Good. I'm happy. And awesome for you that you have not missed a day yet of that 30-day yoga challenge because that is pretty impressive. Thank you. I'm just thinking about how <laughs> little exercise I have done in January so far. <laughs> I almost skipped it this morning because I got my booster shot yesterday, so my arms are a little bit sore. Does seem like a good excuse. Yeah. I was like, maybe I'll skip it because my arm's kind of sore, but I was like, no, I'm going to still show up on the mat and I'll just like take it easy and like forgive myself for not being able to raise my arm all the way up to the sky. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been going really well. I've liked the routine of the the yoga every day. Good for you. Good for you. Thanks. How are you going? Well, I'm in my parents' house now. I know last week I came to you all from my sister's house. So I'm just like, you know, doing the rounds of family, which is very nice. Yep. It's been a fairly quiet week, really. Saw a bunch of family. Been hanging out with my parents, swimming in the sea. They live in the mount, so it's beautiful here. We've had nice weather. Um, Yeah, definitely doing a lot of chilling. I also got my booster this week. I'm so tired. (laughs) Like, yeah, it just... Also, the early morning meetings I've been having for work, you know, working in New Zealand for, you know, in 9 a.m. Pacific meetings, Mm. they're early, man. So, so yeah, uh, I'm just tired in general, but still really happy to be here and just 
just enjoying the chill time. I feel like my year is properly going to start when I get back to Spain in February and I like actually kick into projects and things again. I, I, I'm not surprised to hear that. Uh, you do have like a summer glow about you. Like, yeah, <laughs> By that like, you mean I look sunburned? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, like you're wearing a yellow top for everyone listening and you just like, yeah, have this like summer vibe going, which I really like. And I could totally use some of that right now, but yeah. Soon. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about work then. Cause that's, that is what we do on this podcast. Not just talk about, about summer and, and yoga. How did this come to be that you were working on the design system at Wealth Simple? Is this something a yeah. project you asked for that you wanted to get into? It just happened? Let's start there, maybe. Yeah. So historically, we haven't really had a design systems team. It's more like we've had a designer who's like volunteered to kind of Mm-hmm. own the design system I suppose but that designer was also working on projects at the same time so the design system's always been a little bit left out and like lacking some love and some attention and so I think I mentioned that at the start of this year 2022 I joined a new team and the team is like brand new at Simple. so we're all kind of new to this new team and we're finally kind of putting in resources to like our platform kind of level work and that includes the design system so now we've like officially created a design systems team which is awesome uh i'm not officially on the design systems team but i am on the platform experience team which is like a sibling of the team basically uh so i work on like more platform level surfaces uh and then my teammate works on the design systems team and we're like kind of parallel next to each other and Essentially what happened at the start of this year is that my platform experience team wasn't quite ready for project work. So my buddy over in design systems needed a bit of help. And so I've kind of been helping out on the design systems team for the last two weeks. Nice. First of all, I want to say that the experience you're describing about, oh, well, we didn't have a design systems team yet. I'm like, welcome to smaller company life. We do not have the team assets for things like that. So, yep, I hear you. Yep. How's it been? working on on the design system and you've been working on headers right I saw you talking about that yeah so essentially we're working on like completely redesigning our design system uh we've been calling it internally like the art direction project where we've been like kind of bringing in a new like visual refresh to our design system and a new kind of visual style or art direction and so we've been working on that and uh eventually that's going to turn into like the next iteration of our design system and so it's been fun it's been like a good challenge for me i i'm sure i've talked on this podcast before about how like visual design is not my strength and like this really forced me to like really care about the pixels and like it art direction is basically visual design so it's been a good learning experience for me challenging but fun uh and like a glimpse into what it takes to actually build a design system which is so much work uh there's three of us working on this together and like even we are just like oh my gosh there's so much to do it's one of those things where you kind of like you're like okay yeah let's work on headers and then you you're like well that means we need like what's our spacing what's our font sizes what's our buttons gonna look like and you're just like icons and you realize like all the layers and it, and it just keeps going deeper and deeper yeah um I hear that <laughs> yeah it's been really interesting and like yeah like where do you start basically right it's like okay how, how do we approach this like how do we tackle this and so we spent a little bit of time first kind of like 
diverging and kind of going wide and like each kind of exploring our own sort of visual direction. Now we're in the stages where we're converging. So we've kind of started delegating different components to each other and like we know the style we're going for. So now we're both, that's why I was working on headers, for example, like I took on that to kind of refine. So yeah, it's, it's a meaty beastie thing. I don't know if there's a right or wrong way. Uh, I'm definitely not an expert in this area, but yeah, enjoying the process as messy as it may be. Yeah. I was going to ask within, you know, all the like components soup, how you're deciding what to work on first. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds like you were like just taking a chunk and, you know, picking for yourself. I want to do this one and going for it and working together in that way. I like that. I think that's what we'll do as we get into sort of overhauling the ConvertKit marketing site design system. Mm. Right now we're at the phase of going right back to basics and developing a system for our spacing. And we've settled on buttons. I think we just recently settled on typography as well. I feel fairly sure about that and colors. Uh, and now we get to do like, for me, what the funner part is, is the actual designing of components right. and like layouts so we can pull and use and things like that. That's what I like like to do, you know, in designing in general. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Tell me a bit about like converts, convert kids design system, like historically, like what has it been like in the last couple of years? Is it something that like you've owned, someone else has owned, you've collaborated on, does it have dedicated resources? Where, where was it and where is it going now? I would say that right up until even last month, okay. the product design system and the marketing site design system were totally separate and yeah. we didn't work in the same ways at all we used the same brand colors and like brand fonts and things sure. of course but we didn't yeah we just weren't working together in a system i really enjoyed working with one of our product designers on like refining our colors and coming up with a, a refined palette that's going to work for both of us so that it yeah. can apply to both systems we can speak the same language with it we're using the same spacing system now as product to try and have more parity there but yeah, really what was before the marketing site design system was just a component library that I pulled from. It wasn't reflected in the code base. So, you know, it wasn't like what I had in Figma was exactly what Corey could code very easily using a similar language or whatever. And that's what I'm looking forward to. The point I'm looking forward to getting to and why we're doing it is for that parity. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like you have the design system in Figma and then you also have it in the code base and ideally mm -hmm. they are the same. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's interesting how you brought in like how you've got like the product design system and then like the marketing design system. We also were like a bit, you know, not super aligned with our brand team necessarily, but with this whole new direction we're going, we've been really closely working together. Like initially when this whole art direction kicked off, it was like mostly led by the brand team mm -hmm. and the brand team like came up with the color palette and like the visual style and direction. And then we tried to apply that into the product. Uh, and that's hard. I will say that's really hard. Yeah. And like it has gotten to the point where like some of the colors that the brand team is using does not work in a product content context mm -hmm. and so we're now having to explore like a potentially a different color palette for the product from the brand and marketing and so yeah it's really interesting to think about these things like the overlap how they work together uh is challenging yeah and it's funny you say that that's actually something we just talked about in our latest design team meeting the color palette in saying that we think we might need an extra little palette of like functional colors, like warning colors specifically for the product so that 
that that's something that we don't really see much need for on the marketing side. Right. But the product definitely needs that. And uh, yeah, so I think they're going to extend it for their reasons. And I think it's okay to change things up in that way. But as creative director, I feel like I want the product team to use colors more in the way that we do in brand. Sure. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, over on, on the brand side, we love our pastel backgrounds. We like to use the like, you know, lesser saturated version of our brand colors for a background we think it gives like a i don't know just a warmer Mm -hmm, touch mm -hmm. than using a gray or a white background um whereas in the app most things have a gray or white background because i mean it's an app and that's the case in most apps and so i'm trying to like bring more product sensibilities in in terms of the spacing system they've used and that sort of structure level but also trying to feed back as well and get more of the brand in the app is a goal with this project yeah Yeah, it's tricky. I remember when we were trying initially to like bring in the branding into the product, like we ended up with screens that had like, like a sort of almost a light brown background and like these organic Mm. earthy tones and like, that looks great for the marketing side, but in a product, it just, you know, we also have to think a lot about like accessibility and things like that and color contrast. And I mean, Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like in brand and marketing, you get a little bit more wiggle room to be creative in that space. Whereas in the product, like it's really black and white. So yeah, it's been tricky, but we're starting to like kind of define our own product style and language that still feels like it's part of the brand, right? Yeah, it should still feel cohesive. It's not a completely different thing. And we're still trying to bring in like core principles, for example. We'll see where it goes. It's fun. I want to hear more about what it's been like for you as a product designer to dive into this side and be working in honestly what is a very different way, right? To very different. the types of projects that you normally work on. What are some of the main things that you've noticed that are very different about doing this type of work? Apart from the more pixel moving and visual design. Sure. Yeah. I feel like I have to consider like every potential possible use case. Like the use cases are like an endless list of things. And so to try and design a component that is like really flexible and adaptable and trying to like predict how designers on the team might want to use this component and like, will it scale to that use case? Like what are the use cases we want to support? That's you know, been, been very different from, for me. I think another thing that's really difficult is like thinking about how, like how we might scale the, the design system and like, should we just design for what we need right now? Or should we design for things we might need in the future as well? And like, how flexible do we want the design system to be? Um, that's difficult. Like I've not really put myself in that situation where I'm trying to like design some design for something that might not exist yet or like we may or may not need so it's very hard to judge like the use cases uh in that context yeah and i mean that feels like another wormhole you could go down right is well what might we possibly need that we don't need now yeah and let's just add that on to our worries as well as all the stuff that we do need that's yeah that's a lot (laughs) yeah i think the documentation side has also been Interesting. I mean, I I do try to document my designs in my project work, but like when it comes to design systems, like you have to document stuff. Like you, there, you have to set some like rules around how components should be used and like do's and don'ts and what are the use cases and giving examples and things like that. So the documentation has to be really clean. Uh, and yeah, I just it's it's been interesting. The three of us that are working on this have had like 
hour-long discussions about the tiniest level of detail because we're trying to figure out like how we want to document this and what the rule should be uh, and there's so many like but what if or like if this that uh, and so trying to really constrain ourselves has been helpful but it's it's challenging too. How does it feel though to be the one or like you know part of the team who are making those rules because you've been the one working with those rules for so long right? How does it feel to be on the other side? I feel an incredible sense of responsibility that I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel imposter syndrome, basically. Like, I feel okay. like, okay, uh, the whole team is like, you know, <laughs> like relying on me to do a good job here and like consider everyone's use cases. Uh, and so how do I do that? Like, I don't know. Uh, I guess I just have to talk to all of the designers and like understand how they would use the system. Um, so I feel a lot of responsibility. I don't feel like 100% up for the job in terms of my skill set, but I do feel really grateful that the other two designers I'm working with have a lot of experience in this area. So I feel like I'm in good hands uh, and just learning a lot. So that makes me feel better about it. Yeah, that's good. That means you can trust that they're going to guide you along the right process for doing this. Exactly. But also that they wouldn't have asked you to help out with the project if they didn't trust your opinions and you know, your view on these things. So I want you to remember that too. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you. How does it work in your team? Like, I mean, I'm guessing there's no like design systems team, right? So Correct. Who, <laughs> who's responsible? Who owns this? How do you make changes and updates to the design system? I'm going to say that the marketing site one has been severely neglected for so long because it was just me on the team for so long. Yeah. Um, and now I have a designer in, at a, he's a senior marketing designer, right? So he is able to contribute at this level and help me with this type of work, which I'm really excited about. And I think that we're going to make more progress on it because it's not just going to be me owning it. Yeah. Because I like, I'm also the manager of the team and there's other things to think about. Um, and then over on the product side, they kind of can all contribute, but we have like one of the designers, what well, two of them are more visual than the other one. And, and so they sort of tend to be the ones updating it more, but it's, it's a conversation for sure. And it's like, there's always a chance to evolve it if you're using it. And if something's not working right, we're like, well, maybe we should like think about shifting this. Yeah. What happens when... There, like, you need some sort of, like, I don't know, lockup or functionality that doesn't exist in the design system. Like, can you just, do you have the freedom to just go and create what you need, even though it's, like, outside of the system? Yes. Yeah, I thought that would be the answer. <laughs> so on the marketing site, I have been creating out of the system for pretty much five years. Okay, um, got it. <laughs> but we don't want to be doing that so much anymore. Uh, yeah, I, honestly, I don't know how they handle it on the product side. I have not asked. Maybe I should. That would be interesting to learn from. But I want it, us to get into a place where we have a system that's robust enough that we don't need to break it that often. But being a marketing site, like you said, we want to get more creative visually on the site. Um, we do still need everything to be accessible, but like, you know, we embrace more illustrative elements and more color and, you know, hand-drawn bits and things like that. I never want to stick to the design system for the design system's sake, if that makes sense. Right. And that's something I'm trying to keep in mind as we get more regimented around the system is that these are guidelines rather than rules for the most part. And like, maybe we should have a good reason not to follow them. Like we should try and follow them first. But if the best solution we decide is something that, you know, doesn't fit strictly within it, 
then fine, we'll go ahead and do it. Just like they say, like breaking the grid sometimes yeah. is what a design actually needs. Um, so yeah, I'm. that's the approach I want to take to it. But we haven't really gotten there yet because I haven't really, I think, fully felt the like what it means to work within a system uh-huh. so far in my career because I have been like evolving and breaking it whenever I bloody felt like it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I like that. The thought of that is like wild to me because I haven't been in that situation. And like, I, I just can't imagine how messy the product would look if like everyone had all of the lenience to do that. <laughs> That's why our marketing site looks the way it does. It is. It looks great to me. Like, I, I can't tell. Each page I feel like individually looks fantastic, but there's so much work that needs to be done to bring everything together more because right. we've basically taken the approach of with each page we produce, we try and get a little bit better. Mm. But because we're not working within a design system that's reflected in the code base, mm-hmm. it's hard to make things better across all the other pages where a similar style of thing is used as well. So they get left behind and we move forward with a new page. And that is what's happened. I see. Uh, yes. And so it's a very iterative, like each with each project, you're like iterating and improving on the style and the system. Yeah. And I think that's what we've had to do because we don't have a separate team who can just focus their work on making the system. Right. right. We have to essentially make the system through our work. Yes. Because that is how we get like, that's what we have to be spending our time on. Yeah. I feel like well simple has has also taken that approach until recently when they realized it wasn't working anymore. Like, I think we got, we got to a, a level of scale where like the, the, the product just starts to look like a Frankenstein at that point And it's yeah. just not scalable and not like, doesn't make a good experience too. Right. So yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's why we got the push to like really invest in our design system now. And like, cause to be honest before, like when I joined, I was like, where is the design system? Like there, this mm. feels like it's just a UI kit. Like there, there is not really this like robust system. And also we historically, like every product at Wellsimple has been using the design system slightly differently and kind of like bringing in their own flair to it for their product. And like now we're trying to unify all of that and like not let everyone kind of go their own way so much anymore. So yeah, it's been a bit of a journey, I feel. How you mentioned something interesting there. How would you describe the difference between a UI kit and a design system? Like, what is that to you? I guess a UI kit is like a sticker sheet, kind of. I guess what mm-hmm. you were mentioning earlier too, where yeah. it's like, here's a list of like components. There is not much documentation. There, it's a very limited set of components. There, they don't like super. They're not super flexible. They don't expand. There is not like a lot of variance. It's very kind of limited. That's kind of what I would call a UI kit where it's like, okay, I can get a basic structure of a screen together, um, but there's like, that's it. It doesn't really extend beyond that. And a design system on the other hand? A design system would be, yeah, like a fully documented extendable system uh, with like multiple variants, very flexible components, you know, documented like text styling, colors, not only a color palette, but like usage of colors, when should colors be used when and where. And then ideally also it's actually supported by the the developer team. So it's actually built uh, into a like component library for the engineers to use and implement into product. That's what I would call a design system. I think that was a fantastic description of one. That's my understanding of one too. And <laughs> that's you. why I'm saying that like what we had before wasn't really a design system because... I mean, the documentation lived in my head. I knew that there was a rule behind each of those components and how I would use them. But, you know, 
I also didn't follow my own rules a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and it definitely wasn't reflected in the code. So yeah, there's, it's, it's like the design system is a product in and of itself. And as you were describing, you know, the differences between what you're doing now versus what you usually do as a product designer, you are still designing a product. It's just that your users are not the users of the app. It is your fellow designers and like oh, eventually yeah. yourself, right? You'll be using this design system because um, you're doing the user research still. You're considering all the like user journeys and things that they would have, but you're just applying it to, yeah, an internal tool instead. Totally. Yeah. It's so amazing too, once you get to a stage in your design system where you've kind of defined like some rules, you can start to build screens really quickly at that point, um, which is something I miss from my time at Uber. Like Uber has a really, really great design system called Base. And I could mock up screens in like five minutes because I could just drag and drop anything. Everything clicked together really, really nicely. And I'm feeling like we're starting to get to that point with ours in this like, you know, 2.0 version, uh, which is feeling really good. I feel like once you're kind of getting to that point where things feel like puzzle pieces and they just click together really nicely, then you know that you're, you're on the right track to a good system. Are you at the point yet where you're making this design system into Figma components with variants and options and things like that? No, we are planning to start doing that next week. So we actually have a, a stakeholder design review tomorrow uh, as of this recording to show our like converged, like basically this is our converged direction, our proposal. Uh, we've taken on board all the feedback and we've like come together. Uh, so yeah, we're, we're in that stage now where we're kind of getting like towards a final review before we then start going and building out the whole system. Cause that's going to be something new for you as well, right? It's going to be so much work. Yeah. And new to me. Yeah. I, uh, I probably am not going to lead that exercise. Uh, probably the designer who's like actually on the design systems will lead that process, but I, I'm sure I'll be helping out cause there is a lot of work there. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's what I found the like diving into properly using variants and things, which I resisted for a while. Yeah. Just, it's another can of worms all in and of itself. You're thinking like, oh, what options do I need to have available? What's going too far? What's not going far enough? Yeah. How do I set this up pr correctly even? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a lot. Totally. Fun though. Yeah, it's been fun. I'm, I'm enjoying the learning uh, that I'm getting out of this process. Yeah, I feel like I'm learning a lot, which is good. Do you feel like already in the short time you've been doing it, it's improved your visual design skills? Have you noticed a difference? It's definitely challenged me to think about visual design in a way I hadn't before. Uh, one of the things while Symbol is very committed to is accessibility. And I don't have much prior experience or knowledge. Real, like I'm not an expert in that area. And so I've been learning a lot about that. And so that's like, you know, got me looking at designs with a different lens. Like I never thought about it that way before. Uh, or, you know, like how a context of how we might use this particular component, like, oh, I never thought about how someone might need to use it that way. Uh, so it's, mm. it's opened me up to, to like thinking in different ways and seeing designs in a way I haven't before, I guess, uh, which is interesting. That's cool. Well, I feel like maybe that's you being a little bit imposter syndrome and saying that and not saying that you've noticed an improvement because I bet there has been one. 
Well, I, by the end of this whole whole journey, I, I hope so. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Well, speaking of that then, how much longer do you think you'll be working on this project? How much longer would be on the design system? Yeah, uh, I think our goal is like, uh, like another month or so, or maybe even a month and a half for it to like be ready to start like circulating. Uh, so yeah, I guess that long. I am like hoping that maybe it's something that you can make a YouTube video about one day when it is all done to share share the details. That would be very cool. That would be super cool if I could get permission to share that. That would be awesome. Yep. I will keep yep. it in mind. <laughs> Start planting the seeds now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Likewise, though, like I would love to see like, yeah, what you have in ConvertKit too. Like, and it also would be interesting to compare like, the before and after like here's the sticker sheet we had and then now here's our like actual design system and kind of walk through the differences Ooh, yeah, yeah good that would point. Be interesting yep yep yes i think that that sounds like you've just given me two video ideas there one is a walkthrough of the system then a like before and after sort of comparison great we'll note them down <laughs> i'm always here for content ideas so there you go luckily the only person i have to ask for permission for that is myself so <laughs> i will allow it <laughs> wonderful this has been a fun topic to talk about Thanks for suggesting it. Yeah, it's cool to talk about something that, you know, this far in our careers, we're both new at, you know, and like really in the early phases, there's so many people who have been doing design systems a lot longer than us. So I hope this episode made people who perhaps haven't gotten into them yet or are in the same stage as us feel like a little less, I don't know, less alone, less behind in it. Because I, for sure, sometimes people jump into design systems and, like, assume you're at a level 10 when I'm like, can we just bring it back to basics? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. This, I've enjoyed this too. <laughs> do you, like, last question, do you have any resources you would recommend to folks? I, Since I've been, like, talking online about working on design systems, a lot of people have reached out to me asking if I have any resource recommendations around this topic. And I don't, really. So I was wondering if you do. I do. And it's going to be a bit of a self-promo. I worked with Figma last year on a series called Coffee with Charlie. I think we did about six episodes. I can't remember. But that is a series going into design systems of different companies. Oh, and cool. we did one about the ConvertKit system, product design system at the time actually has changed since then. But, you know, you can get a, a little insight into that side of it. But yeah, um, did one with Shopify, did one with Pinterest glossier yeah there's a bunch of cool companies on there if you want to i always find it helps to see examples of how other people are doing it and how other people are getting value from one so yeah you can check that out if you would like perfect okay so head to charlie's channel no figma's channel right figma's channel yeah figma's (laughs) channel if you want to check out those videos and if you want to hear more design life episodes you can go to designlife.fm and you should follow us on Twitter as well. We're at Design Life FM on there. Always want to hear your topic suggestions. What are you new at at the moment? I'd love to hear that. Like, if you are early in your career, maybe the answer is everything. If you're later <laughs> in, like us, what have you been learning lately and like getting your fingers into that you haven't earlier in your career? I think that would be a cool thing to hear about from you all. So hit us up at Design Life FM. Let us know. All right. We'll chat again next week. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.